My name is Luke Griffiths. I've always been fascinated with the sport of football and the toughness of NFL players. Since I've watched the NFL my whole life, I've always wanted to be included included in an NFL-related discussion that I can share my opinions and research with. This episode will be, will be on the issue concerning the increase of CTE developing in former and current NFL players. CTE is a progressive degenerative disease of the brain found in people with a history of repetitive brain trauma. Lack of safety rules, uh, helmet quality, coaches and trainers, and social media have all contributed to the CTE issue. We will discuss how CTE connects to different as- aspects of psychology, such as biological issues, psychological issues, and social issues. We will give some possible solutions to these causes of, causes of CTE and psychology issues. Also, the way the ways CTE affects an individual, family, institutions, and society as a whole will be discussed in depth. My topic is is the growing concern of CTE development in players concerned currently and formerly in the NFL. The key contributing factors will be be discussed and possible ways to eliminate or at least reduce the problem. Um, The growing rates of CTE development among players is a problem because it diminishes a person's health and self-worth. CTE can lead to suicidal thoughts and actions. Symptoms of CTE include memory loss, confusion, impaired judgment, impulse control problems, aggression, depression, anxiety, suicidal, being suicidal, uh, Parkinsonism, and eventually progressive dementia. It also impacts more than just the individual. A family will have to deal with the emotional impact of, of CTE taking over a loved one's life. Someone in the family might also have to take care of that person to make sure they don't harm themselves or anybody else. Institutions such as colleges and hospitals will have to become better suited to treat CTE symptoms in patients and football players. College being players developing CTE. Colleges are already seeing players developing CTE, which could lead to a decline in new players taking up football as a profession. Hospitals will need to diagnose CTE in patients that show even the slightest symptoms. They do not diagnose the patient. Uh, the patient could be in danger of hurting others or himself. The entire issue of CTE among NFL players is damaging the NFL's public image. The cost of a patient's treatment for a traumatic uh, injury are estimated to be 80, 85000 to $2,000,000. Even though athletes are viewed as filthy rich, the majority of football players don't make it far into their NFL career before an injury uh, derails them. This means that they would be out of the NFL before eligible to sign a large, con- large contract. If athletes can't even afford brain treatment, how could a middle-class worker afford it? Overall, CTE treatment is far too expensive and will continue to be an issue for athletes, the NFL, and healthcare institutions. Lack of safety played a major role in causing CTE. These head injuries connect to biological concepts because CTE damages different areas of the brain, such as the hippocampus uh, and the frontal lobe. All of these brain parts contribute to learning, emotion, learning, emotion, behavior, and memory. This would explain the violence that former NFL players with CTE inflict upon themselves or others. It also can explain why some athletes continue to keep playing after suffering a concussion because they do not realize what they are doing to themselves, so they stay into the game. CTE connects to psychological concepts because athletes experience self-esteem, decline, pressure from fans, coaches, and reinforcement. 
Research shows that people with CTE may be at risk of suicide. Due to repeated hits to the head, people that develop CTE typically have rapid mood, rapid mood swings that may make them violent towards others or violent towards themselves. Formerly, our fellow players have already committed suicide because of intense ongoing CTE symptoms. CTE diminishes a person's self-esteem or self-worth. Because athletes are paid millions of dollars, coaches, owners, and fans put a lot of ex expectations on them. This also adds pressure to the players to perform whenever they can. If a player gets a concussion in the NFL, they sometimes feel they have to come back into the game so they don't come up, so they don't come up short of expectations. Most of the time, athletes put too much pressure on themselves and end up either re-injuring themselves or worsening an injury. Coaches can also exert pressure on a player that can lead to them coming back into the game while having a severe burn injury. If a player consistently takes hits to the head throughout childhood, high school, college, and into the adult years, it does not seem like an important issue to, to keep taking these hits. If a person takes these hits on a regular basis, they will become accustomed to this violent lifestyle. Even though someone may get used to the violent lifestyle, it does not reduce the risk of CTE. A reward for making a big hit in the NFL is just is a short couple minutes of fame and a pat on the back from the coach. These head injuries connect to social concepts because athletes undergo conformity, norms, or unwritten rules and experience a variety of coaching styles. If a football player is being coached or taught to make big hits on players, they will most likely conform to the play playing system of the coach. Especially if every player on the team is running full speed to make a violent hit, you might do the same thing to do what everyone else is doing. This can contribute to the issue of CTE because younger kids that are taught from a young age to always make violent hits. They may conform to that system, which may end up injuring their brain. A lot of times when a player breaks a social norm in the NFL, it leads to a massive brawl. In November 2019, the breaking of a social norm led to Cleveland Brown. Cleveland player Miles Garrett ripping off Pittsburgh QB's helmet and hitting him in the head with it. These fights often take place after the breaking of a social norm put players in danger of being seriously injured, especially when a helmet, cleat, or fist have all been used to inflict punishment on opponents. With the hundreds of coaches in the NFL, it is difficult to master all of them. This is why a lot of players end up playing with only one or two teams throughout their entire career. Some coaching styles before the 2010s were very defensive and violent-based. The coaching style may require some some people to put their body on the line to make his. For example, James Harrison, a former linebacker for the Pittsburgh Steelers, spent most of his career for that team. There were, se there were several, several highlights of him hitting people in the helmet, which has been outlawed today. The NFL has made 47 changes since 2002 to protect players, improve practice, improve practice methods, better educate people on, and personnel on concussions, and strengthen the league's medical protocols. The NFL deploys 29 medical professionals on the sidelines for each game. Working with the NFL, Associ NFL Players Association, the league enforces a concussion protocol for players that has, been, that has been instrumental in immediately identifying and diagnosing concussions and other head-related injuries. The NFL needs to continue to, to develop new and improved safety rules that can reduce the number of CTE cases in former, in, uh, former and current NFL players. For example, the NFL can em emphasize to their referees to penalize all legal hits and hits to defenseless receivers. In the past, the NFL has told their referees to be stricter on pass interference penalties, so why not tell their referees to be more strict on hits that can lead to head injury? The blue medical tent that was implemented in 2017 has gone a long way for NFL trainers, players, and doctors. 
it's an opportunity for us to have a better examination because it will ensure privacy for a short period of time so, so doctors can go ahead and make the appropriate diagnosis. Commissioner Goodell said this, by the way. The NFL's new chief medical officer, Dr. Alan Sills, also briefed owners on the medical exam tents and other health and safety initiatives during their meeting. We, uh, he says, we believe that the sideline medical tent will improve, improve care for our players by increasing privacy and providing the players at the physician and the physician with a distraction-free environment to conduct a variety of medical evaluations. Upgrading technology in the tents could help diagnose players with more than just concussions, but also bone and muscle injuries. Most coaches do, do not encourage hits anymore as the issue of CTE has reached a national level. Coaches and trainers are being more pr- uh, protective of their players in order to keep them healthy for, long, for the long run and step just a couple seasons. The method of protecting players adopted by, adopted by the NFL is a direct, direct result of them trying to reduce the number, the number of CTE cases. Social media such as Twitter and Instagram continue to glorify dangerous hits and, and post them hundreds of times with several camera angles. The only way to minimize the issue of head injuries would be to maybe just post a diagnosis on social media so people see the damage the hits cause instead of the whole video. This problem would be hard to improve because you cannot restrict what people can say or post on social media. ESPN has since removed the segment Jacked Up from the halftime show on Monday Night Football, which they would basically uh, yell he got jacked up whenever a player got hit, which is, which is not good. And as time went on, more and more athletes will be on social media, which allows them to see their own hits. It will be up to them whether they want to continue to glorify hits or if they want to take action against them. In brief, CTE development in athletes is a problem that needs to be controlled before it ruins more lives. The NFL is moving in the right direction to help combat severe head injuries, but more still needs to be done. It's up to the players to follow the new safety, rule, <coughs> safety rules and to not make any dangerous hits that will endanger someone's health. Uh, my sources for this podcast were Aaron, Gor- Aaron Gordon from The Classical, uh, NFL.com, Brian Resnick from v- uh, Vox, Joe Ward, Josh Williams, Sam Manchester from The New York Times, uh, The Guardian, Chad Absalom, and Thomas M. Best from The British Medical, um, and The Concussion Legacy Foundation, also Shandy Edmonds from Northwestern Uni- University. Thank you for listening to my podcast, and make sure to join me next week when I talk to a former NFL player about his experiences with CTE.